I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Very quick World Cup update. France is into the final against Argentina. They beat Morocco 2 to nothing in the oh, other semifinal. These are our picks, today. Emily's who picks. Did, who did France beat four years ago in the final? Croatia. Croatia. Yeah, Croatia. So it's, yeah. It, it's like almost a repeat of what we did the last time, right? Argentina was in the final eight years ago against Germany, right? I will take your word on that. I yeah, don't Germany know. trounced Yeah, them. that's right. Okay. That was the Messi versus the machine. Oh, and Germany, okay. well, that, and that's the year Germany beat Brazil, Brazil. 7-1 yeah. and, in the and, semis. And then Germany had that team that was just, and then Germany just rolled Argentina and beat them. Maybe that's what I was thinking when I picked Germany in our little uh, 7 Fair. pool to go to the to win the World Cup. They were didn't even get out of pool Does play. Does anyone have France or Argentina? I have France, Argentina. Nice. I, uh, somebody on our team has got to have, on our show, has got to have France. I had, I had Brazil. I had England. They were a big letdown. What do we know? What do we know? All right, you we, ready we for We really a- don't know. And yeah, someone chose USA, so I'm like, okay. That seems like an Somebody ag- did? aggressive pick. Yeah, I saw on the graphic someone chose USA. I can't remember who uh, it was. That's very that. Vic the Brick picking, <laughs> U- picking USA. When we were working with Vic back in the day, and Vic's just a great guy. He is. But when we were working with him back in the day, he, he, like, he couldn't physically bring himself to pick against any local team. So when USC played UCLA every year, we would just berate him. Who are you taking, Vic? Who are you picking? <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> it could. I can see the Bruins rising up. The Trojans' strong favorite should be a great game. Who's going to win? Could go either way. <laughs> you know, he just would not do it. That's, awesome. That's a really good Vic. Yeah. That's a just really would, good Vic. would not Vic. do it. And Michael would berate him, and I would berate him. He just wouldn't do it. When did you work with Vic? Vic, when when Mason and I were at the was at the other station, uh, Vic actually had a show oh, on yeah. right after oh, us. Yeah. And right. very briefly, yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, Thompson, yeah. our old boss, very yeah. briefly hired Carl Malone to be Vic's co-host. It was Whoa, like, wow. like a summer show. Am I the only one who remembers this? I, I don't, don't remember, remember this. Oh God, I wish Mason was here. He Mason and I used to laugh so hard because. Carl, Carl Malone and Vic the Brick and they, did a get, show they together. set Carl Malone up with a home studio so he didn't have to come in. <laughs> and it was two hours. And every day. This is amazing. Oh, and, and every I day. Vic, Vic was the one and Carl was the two, but they called it the Carl Malone show. Sure. But Vic had to do all the heavy lifting. And so Vic would say, Mail! Outstanding <laughs> performance last night. <laughs> What's your thoughts? And and Malone, who put in the absolute minimum amount of work. Mike hired two famous people back in the day and yeah. gave them shows. One was Carl Malone, yeah. and one was Terry Bradshaw. And in both cases, they completely mailed it in. Like, yeah. you could tell they flipped on the switch 30 seconds before, and they said, I'm just going to talk for three hours. You're like, Michael. How do I yeah. not remember Michael that? prepares endlessly. Michael writes notes all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, like, you know. Michael came in here yesterday with a like a old notebook full of uh, oh, loose he, leaf paper yeah. that he had written the game out on him, <laughs> yeah. like two-sided. Well, he's, okay. he's the best. <laughs> so I've seen Michael's notebook and I've seen the papers. It's so great. And he, has, he doesn't throw anything away no. either. So if he makes a note on something a year and a half ago, it's still in yeah. the notebook on one of those loose like, leaf yeah. I used to, yeah, stats on I, Craig I finally, right now. I finally <laughs> won the argument, um, but uh, Mason and Bergman used to be so defensive about Michael coming on the show because it took time away from Mason. <laughs> and, you know, Mason went, Mason loves me some sure, me. I can relate. So I go, you guys are missing this. I go, Michael's like the crazy uncle you want at every party. And Greg's like, all right, I'll give him two segments. I'm like, you don't you don't want to put limits on it. I'm telling you. Greg's like, all right, fine. So then Greg... He won Greg over first, and and Greg's like, you know, like Greg normally always lines up with Mason because Mason will lose his mind if he doesn't. And so, you know what? It's like it's like two children. One of them like will just throw a tangent, and you're like, I just don't feel like dealing with right. that. Right, right. So, but to Greg's credit, he's like, I, I told Greg when he got this job, yeah. I go, the two things you're gonna have to manage are Mason's mood and my schedule. 
Okay. And it, it, that is, to this day, well, very true. Bergman pushed back when, we, when you did Ask Ireland earlier today. Yeah. Bergman pushed back when you said that you are happy 99% of the time. He thinks that that number is wildly Greg, what, overinflated. What, what Wait, percentage of time would you say I'm happy? I think you're not happy with me specically like 3% of the time. No, no. Oh. I'm not happy with you 90% no, Right, no, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. I went backwards. But yes. <laughs> so that, so you can't be happy if you're not happy with me. So therefore, Arnama, in, in terms of in terms of your job of, of producing the show, yeah. I'm a lot easier to manage than Mason because I oh. just don't put up any fights. And you're not a disagreement. Yeah, that's true. Person in general. Yeah, the, but but the fight, Greg. You can chip in on any of the stories. So eventually, like Michael started to make Greg laugh, and then sure. when Greg became APD, he's like, "Okay, I, I like Michael does add something when he comes in. I'm just gonna roll with it." Like Greg said, I used to fight it. Now I'm gonna roll with it. And then Michael won Greg over. The problem I love is Michael. The problem is that it was still taking time away from Mason. So Mason would complain to Bergman. What's the deal, man? Michael's taking all my airtime. I can't, you know, I don't want Michael on the show. So Greg goes, okay, I'll handle it. And then Greg finally just said, no, I'm not. I'm not putting up the fight. How did you? Put, how did you? Yeah. Um, how did you finally I, get Mason it, it, to yeah. cave? I, he, I don't even know. It wasn't. I don't. It wasn't so much that he just he decided that he wanted to allow him onto the show again. <laughs> and be there. So it became like, oh well, Greg was the one that didn't actually want him on no, the show. No, I will. I will stand up for you here. You never felt like super strongly about not having him on the show, but no. but Mason did, and so Greg basically I took, took the, the fight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I very, took the very good way of putting it. So anyway, but so Greg, you just walked in. I do you remember Bergman, Mike Thompson, our old boss? Yeah, he had, didn't hire me. Okay, he had two shows, two guys he put in the air, and I've never seen two people mailing in. <laughs> I just thought of a third guy that mailed it in more than anybody I've ever seen, but. Um, I'm going to need that name yeah, at some point. No, it's coming. <laughs> and I think he would even admit it. <laughs> okay. um, but Terry Bradshaw and Carl Malone, when Mike gave him a show, Carl was so bad that he could I'm not, not surprised. he yeah. could not remember Vic's name. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. So Vic would, would start the show, male outstanding baseball last night at the Ravine. Well, Nick, I didn't see the game. Oh, no. But if you're a professional athlete, you shake those losses off. <laughs> and he'd go, Mel, outstanding insight. <laughs> it was just painful. Your Vic is better amazing. than your Carmelo. Malone. Carl Malone. Carl Malone from Utah. Were they, all, were they all Malone. short answers? Amazing Carl Malone. Carl Malone. No. Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. To, to the point where he once did Carl Malone in blackface. Oh, no. And oh. he has been apologizing for it ever since. Yeah. Oh. It still exists. And I think Jimmy, I love Jimmy. I think yeah. he was successful in getting it off the internet. Oh, really? Yeah. Because people came after him. Because he, he like just dressed. just resurfacing. Yeah, he just thing. dressed up like Malone, painted his face, and, and he was like doing yeah. Malone's voice. So he's apologized for it profusely. Sure. Yeah. He, you know, different time. I'm, I'm, I'm Team Jimmy, so. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But how about that combo? But that Vic and Carl Malone. And it was sleep, it was as bad as I'm making it sound, it was, <laughs> it was worse. worse. All right, yeah. who's the third guy? Chris Myers. Oh my god. Oh yes, I've okay. experienced that. So we were That's really? we okay, oh, Chris who's a great guy who's now at Fox. Yeah. You know, great, really good sportscaster did up close for many, many years. When the Fox Sports Radio Network first started. Did he not do a show with DeMarco for a period of time? I can't remember, but he he did a show with <laughs> he did a show with Steve Lyons. On the Fox Sports Radio, I don't think it ever aired in L.A. It just was, we all worked at this national network. And I'm not kidding. Chris and Steve would have a race to see who could show up the closest to the start of the show. <laughs> and Chris would walk in like five seconds before the start of the show. What's wrong with that? And, <laughs> and, and, and just roll, That's and then the minute response. the show ended, gone. And it was like, those were the, those were the three. Al? You'd be here at you guys, 10.01 tomorrow. Did you ever do any shows? I did. I, Mike Thompson had me do late night shows. Mm -hmm. Like late night, like 8 to 10 or something. Yeah. With Meta World Peace. Was he any good? He was okay. Well, Meta's I mean, he was definitely And he does a good job. Yeah. CV-wise, he, he I've done, gives his insights. Okay. Over the years, I've done shows with a lot of, like, quote-unquote, celebrity co-hosts. Yeah. Right, a couple of them that you wouldn't think would be good, good and who were great. Hmm. First one. Jeannie Buss was great. Oh, she's a preparer. Yeah. She, she well, came in ready. Honest, she brought, she'll tell she got you personality well, to well, it. She, yeah. She's yeah. calling me and she's going, hey, I, 
you want me to call John McEnroe? I'm like, yes. She goes, you want me to call Phil? Yes. yes. And she was like getting all these people yeah. and they would come on and she would ask them all these she great also, questions. She like, shows up really prepared. Right. Like mm. I've done interviews with, with her where a lot of times like I'm the one who's supposed to be prepared. I'm the I'm the interviewer. I'm supposed to have read everything and when you when you show up prepared, people can tell. Sure. Like you're not searching for something. What was that story you did like five years ago about no, she you was, should have read it. When you show up with her, like she's done the preparation mm. too. Well, I think because she under like at her yeah. core, Jeannie understands entertainment. You know, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. she's she's had that in her life the whole time. So she you know like she's she's like just because she wanted to try it, she took a, a spin at stand up comedy. Yeah. And she. Was oh yeah, there's so, videos of her doing. She was. It, it, it was, in, it was yeah. in Hawaii when we were over there at training camp. And how'd she, she do? Great. Really? Great. Yeah, yeah. She took like, classes on made, it, and then made, she went made to a fun of club. herself. Well, yeah. you, you know, she. I don't have to check that she, out. She was. She was great. Um, the other one, and in a million years, people that know him, Momo, will back me up on this. Would think, oh, this is a terrible idea. It's yeah. not going to work. John Black, the oh, former I, Laker yeah. PR director, I, I believe that. On my birthday, one yeah, year, Mason this. was off, and. And Amanda said, you can work with whoever you want. Who do you want to work with? Wow. I go, I want to work with John Black. I sit next to him on the Laker plane. I think he'd be really funny. John came in. Had We didn't even talk about sports. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Like, I, he could totally he do this. Good. How long ago was that, by the way? Six, seven years ago. Okay. I got yeah. my very first on-air job. After I left Rome, I went to Houston, lived in Houston for just shy of a couple of years, and was doing my show there. And all the contacts I had were back here in L.A. So right. I was always trying to find a way to get somebody on from L.A. that would connect to Houston at one point. So I called John. Didn't I knew John didn't know John well. Yeah. And and he was- John, for people who don't know, he's the former PR director of the Lakers. He was there for 30 years. Yeah. We Like, everybody in L.A. knows John. And so it was the anniversary of when Magic was um, diagnosed with HIV. Okay. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, we'd love to have somebody come on and talk about this. And he says, what? And I said, hey, would you want to do it? And he goes, sure, I'll do it. Brought him on. Amazing. Yeah. Just an amazing guest, an amazing okay. storyteller, to the point where I put him on a couple more times just looking for yeah. reasons. Does he to know put him that on. he's that he's, he's terrific. Yeah. You know why? You know why he's good? He has no filter. And he's like this way in, in real life too. Yeah. Like, well, I used to make him mad and he would just kill me. He'd go, That's the stupidest effing thing you've ever done. Get, why why would you do that? Get in and then he would like be dressing me down. And then after it was over, he would go. All right, let's go to dinner. <laughs> you know, he's like, but, but he does. But he was around everybody right. too. Like yeah, he was, was, he was adjacent to all these amazing moments, and he'll tell the stories and tell them incredibly well. Yeah, and and he was, all right. So I want to before you guys get out of here, I want to I want to circle back to something because I heard you debating the Laker game, and Momo was at the game last night. Um, unbelievable game. Ugh. Like like it I, was an unbelievable game. It yeah. was like I was sitting. I with thought Sinano. it was over like four times. John, did it not feel pre-COVID? Oh yeah, the energy in there and yeah. almost playoff like with, yeah. with the crowd. It did feel almost play. And I was sitting with Sedano, and he was. We were both really tired because we've been going and going. And so I tried to get up and leave like four times, and he had to leave, and he had to stay. <laughs> okay, so I here's I definitely. I think there. the media, and I'm including all of us yeah. in this, is massively misdiagnosing what is going on with the Lakers. Okay, and you two fell into the trap, I think, and we'll see if you fall into it. All right, Trav, more than anything else. Why are the Lakers losing? They don't shoot well. So what do you think? Um, and they're not deep. I was just going to say, they depth for them, I think, would be the difference of if you had another player that you can depend on night in, night out. Okay, so before I go to Momo, pull up the box score from last mm-hmm. night because I'm going to ask you something about okay. it. Ramona, okay. why, are the, why do the Lakers have a losing record? Um, I, I think um, they just need to feed Anthony Davis and play through him more. And at the end of the game... They settle for three pointers. Okay. They, they, yeah, Ramona's, they, they the, do Ramona's the only one who even mentioned it. Trav, if you and I were playing golf, you're a little better than me, so so I would ask you for some strokes. My four and zero record would indicate I'm a lot better than you. Okay, but go ahead. Uh, but I have one tie that I'm not proud of. <laughs> um, I had to make a five foot putt to save the tie. <laughs> sure. Um, but if we agreed to three strokes, like I said, you got to yeah, give me three. That sounds right. Okay. And then we get to the course, and I say, you know what, Trav. I need 23. I don't need three. I need 23. Slee, how many three-pointers did the Celtics make last night? 19. How many did the Lakers make? Eight. Okay. Whoa. So, yeah, they're plus minus 33. 33. Mm-hmm. Okay? It happens almost every game. Mm-hmm. Too many threes. No, no, no. The disparity oh, in threes. Okay. 
All right. Wow. The Lakers can't shoot him, but more importantly, they don't defend them well. And so mm. I went to one of the assistant coaches and I said, look at this, man. You guys are digging out of a hole. It's as if if we were an NFL game, it'd be like you're taking the field down 21 down to nothing. Yeah. Wow. I go, why, why do you allow this? And they said, well, our philosophy is we're not giving up dunks and layups and easy shots at the rim. If you want to do that, you're going to run into Anthony Davis or LeBron James or somebody. We'll live with the threes. I go, you're not living by the threes. You're dying by right. the threes. Hmm. So, like you, Trev, you were talking about potential moves. Any move they make, I think, has to address that specific Perimeter problem. Perimeter defense? They either have to get a lockdown defender who can take the likes mm-hmm. of Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. It was supposed to be Patrick Beverly. So far, it's not working. Or, a, or a three-point shooter. A or a guy like Bogdanovich who shoots 40% from three that can tighten that window. If if Okay, we made eight and they made 19. Okay. Yeah. So they had 33 more points than we did. How many, the how many did line. they take and how many did the Lakers take? And they took 21 more than the Lakers. Okay, but, 19 more than the Lakers. But Slee, think about this. We almost and probably should have, should have won the won game. The game. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers are so good because of Anthony Davis and LeBron, because those guys are just awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're so good that they can put up with being a little bit but you can't spot them 33 You, you can be underwater, but not by that much. I, I would even argue the Lakers can spot the other team 10 points from the three-point line. Okay? I just thought... Or nine, like, it'd have to be 9 team. or 12. Well, right. I'll give you 12. Like, let's say the Lakers make 10 threes and the other team makes, makes 14. 14. Yeah. All right? The Lakers are so good from the two-point area and so good at getting to the free-throw line that they could sustain 12. Matter of fact, last night, if they would have sustained 12, they would have won by 20. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. It happens almost every game, not just a little bit, not just a little bit, huh. 20 plus but, but, points but, but John, almost do you, every game. Do you, do you see even the Celtics yesterday, which is the right thing to do, they're baiting them. Go, You want to take a three, go ahead and take it. Right. And Lakers don't always fall into that trap. They don't. You know, Braun went 14 to 25 yesterday. That's an incredibly efficient and, stat and line. So was AD. But, so. but eight of those misses were from three. Yeah. As in there's going to be, as the game progresses too, you could mm-hmm. you could tell he's got tired legs. He can't keep going to the basket every possession. That's the thing. That he's 40 plus minutes in the game already. Right. I think they also what, get baited into it because yeah. you can't hit threes. What I'm, what I'm arguing is it never should come down to that. It should never get yeah. that far. You have to narrow that deficit mm. somehow. You either have to defend better when they're shooting them or you have to get better at making them yourself. But you cannot, I don't think, Make a playoff run if the other team, if you're spotting the other team, twenty to thirty no. points on a nightly basis. Watch In a when game De- that's all about threes. Watch, watch when Denver comes on Friday. Mm-hmm. It'll be the same thing. And by the way, if you go and look at the games in which the Lakers have gotten hot from three and won the three point battle, they win them all because they're so good at everything else. Mm. Five but they've got to tackle that. against winning teams. They're five and fifteen against winning teams so far this year. Is is it all of that because of that disparity that you're talking about? Because it that's a big part of it, and, right. and I'm glad you laid it out. But it feels like that's a part of it. They don't have they, they're playing their guys heavy minutes like we saw again last night. All those are, all those are well. factors. But what yeah. I'm saying, Trav, is using my golf course analogy. When we get to the course, you're yeah. giving me twenty strokes. Right. Before when the Lakers shot. take the court Friday night, you can assume Denver's going to be plus twenty. Mm. Or in the case of last night, plus thirty three, and they almost won. Yeah, they probably AD should have won. AD makes either yeah, one of those won. free throws. They probably do win. Yeah, that's a couple of times in the but, last week that the but free throws more people, gone. more Laker fans, more Laker media need to focus on that statistic because it's a huge part of the game today. Yeah, Mason and Ireland coming up next. Momo's in for Mason. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah! Ah! Uh, okay, it is... Uh... We got so much to get to today. Ramona's in for Mace. Uh, Jorge's here. Bergman's here. We're uh, we're raring to go. This game last night had it all. Oh, had it all. Did you stay till the very very end? I stayed till the end, and I stayed for an hour and a half afterwards talking to everybody. Um, it was that kind of game. Yeah, it was. It was over like three times. Yeah, and uh, finally yep. at the end, the Lakers just ran out of gas and lost it. So right out of the gate, I want to say that I want to hear from Laker fans today. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. 877-710-ESPN, uh, which, which breaks down to 877-710-3776. Go ahead and fill up the phones. Uh, Greg's already committed to answer. He's in a good mood today, so we're good. Uh, Greg normally would poo-poo calls. No calls, no, ever. No, yeah, but, uh, but this is the question I want to ask, and Ramona, I want to start with you. And then, Greg, I'll go to you next with the same question. Are you, as a Laker fan, are you encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last night? Um, somebody who covers that team uh, for a long time, I think you should be very encouraged by what you saw because they can hang with the best team in the league. Now, granted, the Celtics were at the end of a long road trip, second night of a back-to-back. It doesn't matter. They were up. They were rolling. The Lakers stormed back 18 to nothing run. 31 to 7 at one point run to get back into that game. At amazing. one point, 47 to 13 on the 47 run. 47 to 13. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, it was that shows what you've been talking about for a long time like they like Darvin Ham, they're playing for him, they're not giving up on each other. I thought Westbrook was playing really well for most of the game and they just keep <laughs> blowing it at the end. Some of that is fatigue cuz I thought LeBron and AD Darvin needed to get them a break at the end. Um I Ramona, I on that point I don't know when he could have taken them out. I don't out. either. I don't know. It's somewhere in there. I don't know when you could have, but yeah. they looked. They both looked fatigued. I thought Westbrook made some bad decisions in the, at the end. Okay, he just he shot would, a bunch yeah. of, settled for threes. All right, so I know Russ a little bit. The reason he does that is he's type A, man. Yeah. He thinks, I've got to win this game for us. My teammates are tired. I'm not. I'm going to win this. Yep. And then what he, real, what he forgets to realize is by shooting a three, you're – taking out the most obvious play which is dump it into anthony davis now maybe ad was too tired because as you point out he played the whole second half and all the overtime but um touch the ball once in overtime yeah can't do it yeah yeah darvin darvin has to call timeout and say to those guys you don't throw the ball if anthony davis doesn't touch the ball on offense whoever shoots is coming out yep he has to touch it now if he kicks it back out to you then go to work but we got and darvin talked about after the game he said We've got to get into our action faster. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a tough time criticizing the players for that loss because they emptied the tank. Yeah, they man. really did. They were they they stayed out there. Greg, how about you? Encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last yeah, night? I mean, I have to be encouraged. What the way they they played last night kind of re- resembled what they did against Milwaukee and where they were playing so well. So yeah, I'm absolutely encouraged. But there was a lot of little issues that needed to be fixed. Like you're talking about Russell Westbrook. He took way too many shots in the overtime. That was that was yeah. just a problem. Um, Anthony Davis not hitting free throws to, to seal yeah, it's a game. Yeah, becoming a thing. It's, yeah, this is the third time that he's done it this year. Yeah. So it's, that's that's a me- that's a mental thing that third I don't know time. what's going on. He did it in Philly. He did it last night. What's I can't remember time? what the third. I was trying yeah, to look it, it up. Yeah, somebody's story. Three. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read it was this three. Uh, I I have a I have a lot of problems putting any of the blame on AD just because they wouldn't even be close without him. He's just been so great. Yeah. Although um, he put the blame on himself. I mean, yeah. post, he was 11 for 13 from the line. It's funny. I, I know the two Austin, he missed were I know the ones Austin that Reeves a little bit. Austin yeah. Reeves played one of the best games of his career in Philadelphia on Friday. Yeah. And I saw him the next day and I said, can I say great game in Philly or will you yell at me because you missed the free throw and you're still mad? He goes, mm-hmm. a little both. Yeah. Um, he was just really – he shoots 92% from yeah. the line and he had a free throw to win it. But think about this. So they probably should have won the Indiana game. Yep. They probably should have won the Philadelphia game. Yeah. They probably should have won the Boston game. They probably shouldn't have won the New Orleans game that they did win when Matt right. Ryan threw it in. So yeah. that's one the other way. But if you take those three games they should have won, they'd be a 500 team. I which think after they starting the, the first Portland game too. Yeah, with, with but after starting 2-10, and 10, yeah. you would take that. Um, I mean, would you really think that the Philadelphia game they should have won, though? Well, here's the thing. I mean, they were up; they were down by nine with 30 seconds left, and, I, Philly, and Philly gave it away. Uh, correct, but we didn't take it. Here's, right, didn't take it. So we had. Here's why I think they should have won. 
Austin Reeves, 92% free throw shooter. Has Lakers are down two. He goes to the line to shoot three. Yeah, he missed. He makes the first two to tie the game. Then he misses. Okay? so And he'll even tell you, I can't believe I missed that. You know, they're, okay, then, and by the way, Philly had no timeouts and four seconds left. They would have had to go the whole length of the mm-hmm. court. Then, through a freak set of circumstances, Philadelphia fouls Anthony Davis, and he has two free throws to win the game, and he only makes one. Right. I mean, I get and, the whole how it all worked out. I'm just saying that Philly kind of threw that one yeah, away. They, they, really, should, they, they shouldn't really have right. won that game, but I they had also, a chance to win it. To, to both of your points, I also am very encouraged yeah. by, by the loss. But boy, Greg, do you get the tweets I get? Like, man, this team sucks. Blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. You definitely blah, do blah. not that. suck. Or, but, okay, so here's a good example. Yeah. Uh, th- now, I want to be fair. This was at halftime, and remember, they were down by yeah. 20. But I think a lot of fans feel the way Charles Barkley does. Here was Barkley last night on TNT. The Lakers, the Lakers stink. Yeah, we y'all, they y'all forcing us to show them all the time, like they're gonna be good. Y'all is it they, Ernie? They, no, the NBA. Okay, it's a conspiracy. Uh, and then we got all these clowns on television have to talk about them every day. A conspiracy? It's a conspiracy. <laughs> like we have to talk about the Lakers. The Lakers are awful. We don't talk about no other 14 seed. Uh, well, sorry, they're not a 14 seed. They're a 12 seed. We don't talk about what's the 12 seed in the East. We don't ever talk about the Washington Wizards, do we? Ever. <laughs> do we ever mention the Washington Wizards, the great Bradley, Bradley Bill? No, but for some reason, these morning talk shows and us, we have to show the Lakers all the time. The Lakers stink. Easy. Okay, I'm, it, I'm fine. Hey, it's the last time you're going to see them this year. No way. It is. This year, this is December. This is- oh. <laughs> <laughs> you big dummy. <laughs> <laughs> American Express teammates. So good, well played, Arnie. As we, as we well played. Uh, All right. The Lakers don't stink. They have a bad record, but they can really beat anybody. Yeah, they showed when they that were when they won. 10, in, they stunk. They, they showed it when they won in Milwaukee. They showed it yeah. again last night. I'm encouraged, but as my Twitter timeline will tell you, I'm a I'm a a uh, relentless Laker homer who can't see mm-hmm. th- anything. But you guys are both encouraged. You're, you guys aren't. So yeah. that's the question. We'll take your calls next. 877-710-ESPN. Are you encouraged like I am? Or are you discouraged because, as Charles Barkley says, their record stinks. I don't think the team stinks. I'm okay with them. We'll take your phone calls next. we got a bunch of other stuff going on. Momo in for Mace. Mason in Ireland. ESPN LA. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what do you think? Of who's singing this? Yeah. Uh, is this Frank Sinatra? That's what I think, too. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, hey! yeah got it. Yeah. Very good, Momo. Uh, yeah, Jorge's playing a lot of Christmas music. And uh, um, By the way, Jorge, you're kind of yeah. a Laker fan. Are you encouraged or discouraged oh, by this Oh, encouraged. Game? Encouraged. I like that. Did you I watch like any of the game last night? I caught the last five minutes of the fourth quarter in overtime. Okay. Yeah. Right right when the Lakers crumbled like yeah. a cookie. That's when I got home. Uh, all right. So uh, that's the question we're asking today. I think a lot of people nationally, like Charles Barkley, like I just played, uh, want to crap on the Lakers because they have a lousy record. Can I ask you one question real fast, John? Yeah. Did you, when Jason Tatum tied the game, go... Yes, I was wondering about that. Son of a... <laughs> God, that would have been perfect. Yeah. That was the perfect time, John. I can't believe I missed that. You're right. Would you would you have done I it? Have no excuse. You have no excuse. Would you have done it though? Oh, it would have, God, it would have been perfect. Tate, find <laughs> hey, find my call. <laughs> you know what though? Of the end of regulation, Jorge. <laughs> I don't think you could do that in a but classic here, but, Lakers okay, Celtics wait, game. Maybe not. Maybe not, Greg. Because 
put on your APD hat for okay. a second. Yep. I don't think I could have done it there because there were still 10 seconds left and LeBron had a chance to win it. So it would have been weird. Like I would have gone, you wanted Tatum, the game winner. Tatum, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> we're going overtime. If that would have been the last shot, yeah. But the Lakers actually took the ball out of the basket, didn't call timeout. And went down. And went down and the other way. Yeah. And yeah, and, and took a bad shot. But part of the reason LeBron doesn't take those shots to the basket is because he doesn't think he'll get the calls. He, I, I mean, every game there's three or four calls that he doesn't get when, yeah. they, when they hit him in the head. But God, that would have been great. That would have been perfect timing. Oh, I can't believe You I'm, know what? The, I, like, okay. I think you could do that on an Andrew Nebhart shot. Yeah, but that was a game winner. That's a game winner. But it's it's just the Pacers on a All Sunday right, we, night. We found This it. is a classic Lakers-Celtics right, Tell me if I could have worked game. a fart noise into this call. All right. Tatum dribbling. LeBron guarding him. Tatum spins, turns, two-pointer for the tie, got it. With 16 seconds to go, no timeout coming. All right, here we go, 110-110, no timeout. Would have been hard. Yeah, that would have been hard. Yeah, it would have been hard there to work it in because no timeout and they were going. Yeah. Um, so it would have been harder. Okay, let's find out. Um, Still a good challenge. Yeah, what find, Yeah, I, I'm not giving up on it. Uh, let's find, here is uh, Brett in Huntington Beach. Brett, are you encouraged or discouraged by what you see out of the Lakers right now? Well, John, surprisingly, I'm not as uh, encouraged as you are, unfortunately. Okay. I've been a season ticket holder for, you know, 24 years, lifelong Laker fan. So I watch a lot of games. I'm pretty, you know, pretty well-versed, at least. <laughs> and I think on it, I mean, you know, you're talking about things that people aren't talking about. I, I also want to talk about things that, I, that people don't want to talk about. Like and what? that is, well, the way we close games, I mean, you know, right there on that guys you just used played, what yeah. happens? Tatum goes down there. You give it to him. You pretty much know they're going to win the game. Now, when we get the ball, we got 16 seconds left. We give the ball to LeBron. Of course, he's our closer, right? But is he, though? Like, he continuously ball away three-pointer. I, I know it's happening before it even starts. It's going to be, here we go. Get ready. LeBron's going to fall away three-pointer, and he's not going to go to the basket. I mean, he doesn't go to the basket because he doesn't, when you said, you know, give an excuse, he doesn't think he's going to get the call. He's got to impose his will, create contact, and go to the free throw line. But the problem is I think he's afraid to go to the free throw line because, unfortunately, he hasn't had success there, especially in late in games, and I don't think he wants to miss. Well, Brett, that may, thank you for the call. That, that's a fair point. Um, that may have something to do with it, but I think it's bigger, Ramona, that he thinks there's no way they're going to give me this call and it, it, it makes no sense to drive into the middle because they'll just hammer me and we won't get a, a clean shot. What he's thinking in his head is, I need a clean shot. Now, to Brett's point, we've seen this movie a lot now. End of games, either tied, Lakers down one, LeBron gets a ball at the top of the key, and he jacks up a three. Hasn't gone in very much. No. I um, actually kind of agree with the caller with there. Brett? That I, LeBron and free throws at the end of the game has been an issue for a decade now. This is not a new thing. And you see this all over. I mean, look, even the even the famous Ben Simmons situation was, why didn't he dunk the ball? Because he was afraid to get fouled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so maybe there is something to it. Yeah. Here's, a, here's Paul in Gardena. Hey, Paul, are you encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last night? I'm slightly discouraged, to be honest. I was there last night. But unfortunately, I was there with two Celtics fans oh. uh, alongside my yeah, my wife and my brother-in-law were there with me, and they're both from Boston. Uh, but you know, I guess I was I was so excited they came back from twenty points down, and I agree with the last caller. They don't know how to close out games. I don't know, you know, dump it into AD, let him get a shot, get fouled, something. Give him a chance to shoot free throws again. Well, Paul, what I would say is about that is, and I don't disagree with, with most of what you said, but isn't that what they did at the end of regulation and AD missed them both? I, yeah, I know, but give them another shot. You know what I mean? Okay. Because okay. But LeBron taking it taking it up with somebody in the face from 20 feet out, I mean, that's that's not the shot you want at the end of the game. Well, all right. Thanks, Paul, for the phone call. One thing, Momo, they um, – they, I don't know what they're going to do for a trade. I think they're going to make one. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they're going to get, but it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to somehow bring in a really, really strong on-the-ball defender Yeah. who can guard Donovan Mitchell, so, who can guard Jason Tatum, who could guard – because right now we don't have a defensive stopper outside of AD. 
um, and who and AD protects the rim. But Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell aren't always at the rim. And here's this is there's a couple of issues with whatever trade you're talking about. Any trade you bring up, okay, let, let's let's toss out some names. A guy like Matisse Thibel, he's yeah. been on the trade block for a while. Incredible on-ball defender, very flawed as a shooter. Almost you're almost playing four on five when he's out there offensively. Right. But but you could probably go get him. They they had talked in the past and. Philly's kind of down on him at this point because he really has not progressed offensively. Um, Duncan Robinson, Miami, one of the best shooters the Heat have ever had. Right. Not a great defender. You got to hide him defensively, but can play team defense if you need him. You could hide him if you have other decent defenders. Makes eighteen million a year for the next three years. So any name you bring up that is going. Uh, here's another one: Jay Crowder. Could you go get Jay Crowder? Maybe. Sure, but does and he's a good stout interior defender can kind of hit some outside Would he shots. He helped against Jason Tatum last night. I'm not, not on sure. the perimeter. Um, not on the perimeter, and that's that's where any name you bring up, Bogdanovich, he helps on both issues. But just signed a contract extension. It's a very good contract. I I would I the way you regard it, but is he worth one of the most valuable unprotected picks in basketball? Um, could you get Thibel, and by the way, Thibel was second team all defense uh-huh. last year. Could you get him without giving up a pick? Probably. Or is, it, or is the only way you're going to get him picks? You you might have to give up. Uh, you, one could of the, you do you it for do, a second rounder? No, I think you'd have to give up one of the first, but you could probably put protections on it. Okay. Um, or you could, you know, they, they might go for, um, they might go for something else if you... Because you're gonna have to make the money work. So if you took on some ba- some other contract that had bad money, all right. Here's um here's, maybe that would work. Here's Ken in Irvine. Hey Ken, you're on ESPN LA. How you doing? Hey John. Are you uh, in Ken? Are you I'm encouraged or discouraged? Discouraged. Why? It's more with the coaching staff. I I, I can say that uh, a couple of the games, late game coaching was a problem. Coach Ham has his hands in the pocket, in his pockets all the time on the sideline. If you if you recognize that, and he's not certain when to call the timeout. That's my discouragement: is that he's not sure when to do it, and he's wasting the resources. LeBron was really tired. With one play at the end where LeBron got fouled and he looked back at Ham, and he's looking to see if he should call a timeout. Ham said, "No, it's a play on." Yeah, he might have been. Ken, he might have been looking back at him, asking him to use his challenge. You know, hey, I got fouled. Use your challenge. Maybe we can get free throws. So players are always arguing for that. I actually thought Darvin Ken, and maybe you didn't notice. I, I I made reference to it a couple times in the game. Was more active last night on the sidelines than I've ever seen him. Um, he wasn't standing with his hands in his pockets. He was in a defensive stance. He was up. I don't think he sat down the entire second half. Um, so I thought Darvin was very engaged. Now, here's where I will agree with you. I thought that first two baskets in overtime, Russell Westbrook took it to the rim, scored, and the Lakers were in good shape. But after that, they started jacking up threes. They had terrible shot selection. Anthony Davis only touched the ball one time. I think that's when you call timeout and you say to everybody, hey, we got to run this through AD, and if you don't throw it into AD, I'm taking you out. You have to give him a touch. And they didn't do that. So that's where I would agree with you. You know, Russ took six of the first seven shots in overtime? Yeah. After he made those he was first trying two? To win, he was, he, his intentions were good. He was trying to win the game because he knew all of his teammates were tired, know, and he doesn't really get tired. But I, they were terrible there were shots. A couple, and there were a couple plays, Greg, where like they were at the end of the clock. So, so that's right. usually an indication that nobody else did anything, and Russ is playing hero ball at the end. The ones that I have an issue with more are the when he shoots early in the clock. Right. There was a pull-up that he did from the elbow that was like, early in the clock, Boston's daring you to shoot that, yeah, you they, shoot it, you they miss want it. You, Abs- like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he, when he was, the two shots that he made were layups. He got to the basket, and he was under control underneath the basket for, yep. for whatever reason. Like, right. Normally, But otherwise, once he steps out, that's it. You're playing into Boston's hands. One thing that's really um, helped me as an announcer I learned from Jim Clemens, the old Laker assistant. He played for the Lakers. He was on the 71-72 yep. team. And yep. Clem was an assistant for Phil Jackson in both Chicago. Actually, briefly had a stint as the head coach of the Mavericks. Yep. Um, he said to me, I was announcing a game courtside, 
and I, I was using the phrase wide open a lot. Like, throw it over to LeBron, he's wide open. Throw it to Devin George. Boy, nobody near him. And he walked over to me and he goes, you know, there's a reason those guys are open. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He goes, the defense wants you yeah. to take those shots. Yeah. And so when Russ was out at the three-point line jacking up those shots, Boston was like, please, yeah. you know, go ahead and take it. All right, In the you- bubble, we did that to Russ. The Lakers did that to Russ. Let him shoot threes. Great did point. To, did it to Draymond yep. be- before. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, so you got to be you, you got to be aware of that. Okay, if you're on hold, stay there. A lot of people want to weigh in on this. The question is, were you encouraged or discouraged about what you saw last night? We'll also spin the wheel of questions. Momo in for Mace, Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, this is good. You have to go on a TV game show, but you get to pick which one it is. I can get you on there. You get to pick which one it is. All right. Which show are you going with? Oh, that's a good question. Any TV game show, current or past? Current or past. So my answer is either going to be the one that's, um, I mean, I kind of want to just say Price is Right when Bob Barker was there because that was what I grew up on, but it would be really awesome to go on Press Your Luck. I think that show is no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. I think Mason did go on Press Really? Your luck. Didn't he, Greg? What show was he? Oh, no, he was on no, Sale of the Century. Century. Sale of Century. Yeah, yeah. Same Press host. Your Luck was a good... Jim, yeah. Jim Perry, same host. Uh, Greg, what game show you have? You can't duck it. you got to no, go no. on a game show. Very, very easy. Which this one? Is very easy for me. It's Wipeout. I want to go on Wipeout oh, so badly. What is that? Just get that. Oh my God, that is an the greatest show. That is an excellent choice. I'd be rooting so hard for you to eat it. Oh, <laughs> I know God. that's exactly why. It would be so fun to get hit by one of those big balls and knock and you knock have to in the make water. it to an obstacle course. Don't pull and that. all they do, the host. By the way, there's a super cute Hallmark actress <laughs> that was the sideline reporter for Wipeout for like the first five or six years, yeah. and then she transitioned into being like a real actress. And all she used to do was make fun of the people like you that would fall flat on their face <laughs> right. or get hit with the wheel. Or, you know. Oh, it would be so oh, much that's fun. That's a great answer. Jorge, how about you? What's the one with Howie Mandel that he used to host with a bunch of girls? and the uh, Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal. So I'm my buddy, Jack Martin, shout out, was one of the producers of that show, yeah. and one of his jobs was he was in charge of the briefcase girls. Ah. And so he knew Meghan Markle, right. and he knew Donna Feldman, and he knew all those all those people. Wow. And uh, unfortunately for him, he was married the entire time he was doing it. <laughs> but uh, I go, wait a minute. I said, he said he was an old neighbor of mine. I said, this is your job? Yeah. He go, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, great. He was on that show for like five or six years. It was really good. Mine's easy, too. Yeah. I want to go on $100,000 Pyramid. Oh. But I want to go with Mason. We would- destroy it yeah you guys you guys are good we would destroy that game if they put us on there there literally would be no one that could defeat us yeah no you guys are too good at all that stuff yeah back and forth between you is it's super fast like and in and at the end where you got to like describe things to uh like i've played this game with you before yeah it wouldn't even matter which guy was in which chair we would we would get them all in like 40 seconds we wouldn't even need the whole minute what was the game that you guys played that you used and you got 22 this was a huge thing during fast track times where you would play a game and it would be it was, it was the birthday we, we, game. Yeah, we uh, it was either the birthday game or the three point shootout. I think it might have been the birthday game, and we had like an endless yeah. list. And Mason would describe a to person. me someone whose birthday it was. Yeah, and the all time record was like fourteen. I've played this with and you guys, we, and yeah. I'm not bad, but I'm and, never. I'm not. And even I think close one time guys. we got it was up, ridiculous. We got up to like twenty five. Cool. It was like ridiculous. Like he would in sixty Ma- seconds. Ma- Mason would go. Uh, the hot girl in Lost in Translation, Scarlett Johansson. Boom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, president before Donald Trump, Barack Obama. You know, we'd just yeah. be like, it, 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 we'd wrap through it. So that, that would be it. All right. So, um, all right. That's it for Wheel of Questions. I want to get back to these phone calls. The Wait, question- we don't know what Jorge would go on. Yeah. Deal, no deal. He just oh, said deal, deal or no, or no oh, deal. That's that. why he asked about how he meant Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the um, question we're asking today is, unbelievable game last night. Ramona and I were both there. 
I called it. Ramona reported she was there well after I was talking to players, and you know, it it really felt like a felt like, like a playoff game. Yeah, it and and two teams that don't like each other, and just a great game. And Jason Tatum and Anthony Davis were both great. Um, AD's mad at himself that he missed free throws at the end. Um, but the question we're asking among Laker fans is: Are you encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last night? Um, Here's Hector in Fullerton. Hector, how about you? Encouraged or discouraged? John, overall, encouraged, but cautiously encouraged. It was so great to see that third quarter from them. They played with fire on them when it came to both sides. felt like any shot they were were taking, they were making. The defense was great. They were causing turnovers. Tatum couldn't even go down down the lane without getting a great shot off. Out, but then you get discouraged with the small mistakes, not actually not small, big mistakes that they've made it towards the end of the game. The missed free throws that you guys talked about, uh, that Marcus Smart turnover that cost two points. It seemed like nothing because I think at that well, point, yeah. How would you? I was going to say, Hector, how would you like yeah. to have that one back? And what he's talking, oh, man. what it, he's it, talking about is about the that. Lakers after a Celtics basket. The Lakers were kind of asleep, yeah, and they took the ball out of the basket and just kind of lobbed it in, and Marcus Smart was waiting, and he jumped the pass and yep. laid yep. it in, and then the game ends up going overtime. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So yeah. that's where, and that's as a fan, that's where you get discouraged yeah. because those mistakes continue to happen. So All right. thank you guys for right, my thanks, call. Um, yeah, it, uh, that was very frustrating. Here's Aldo in Westminster. Hey, Aldo, are you encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last night? Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I would just like to say that, yeah, I am slightly discouraged on the Lakers' performance. However, we also have to look at it as as Laker fans. We also have to be encouraged. Uh, the fact is that the Lakers were able to come back from an 18-point deficit. They went on an amazing run, like you guys alluded to. Uh, they went on a 30 to something, like a 30 to 17 run, or I'm sorry, a 40. 40, uh, for, believe, believe it or not, Aldo, 49 to 13 at one point. It was 18 0. Exactly. It was 33 to 6 and 41 to 9. Woo. 47 to 9. Yeah. It was, it was it, just, it was, it was frankly, stunning. It was, it was stunning how fast the game flipped. Stunning. Absolutely uh, stunning. And I think that's where we have to give the credit to the guys on the hardwood, Ham on the coaching staff. But where I am, like I said, slightly uh, discouraged is just, uh, yeah, the timeout situation is a little frustrating. Uh, one one gripe that I've always I've had with Russell Westbrook is um, even going back to his days in OKC. You know, we remember those, those games where you know we question, you know, should Russ be taking those last shots or should it be KD? And in these situations, I understand that you know LeBron and AD and even Russ they played the entire fourth quarter, so Russ was trying to win win the game win the game for us, but. I got to say, I would love to see AD getting down to the post and him maybe demanding the ball. So um, it's great that Russ still has like this this crazy energy in the fourth quarter, even going into OT. But I would really like to see AD maybe get some more touches in the overtime. All right. Thanks, Aldo, for the phone call. Hey, can we go to Alex in the South Bay? Absolutely. Here's Alex in the South Bay. Alex, were you encouraged or discouraged? Yeah, man. So to be honest, I'm I'm kind of neither. So I'm encouraged because this is a entertaining team to watch, but at the same time, I'm discouraged because it's still a team that's five games under 500. Right. Um. So that's kind of where I'm fifty fifty. But my my main point that I wanted to make just real quick is, uh, I just want to say that Jason Tatum should be a L.A. Laker. Uh, thanks a lot, Magic Johnson. You bought into the hype of a father that was selling his son at a stock so high, and it completely backfired. So. I actually wrote this. I did this. I did this uh, story last year on Jason Tatum. Okay, and he was talking about when he was coming out of Duke. Uh, the Lakers had the number two pick, and he had grown up. and Kobe was his biggest inspiration. The Lakers were his favorite team, and he thought, "Whoa." My favorite team with my favorite player just got the number two pick, and Tatum thought he should have been the number one pick. By the way, well, if you did the yeah. drafting, any would be right, but he thought wow, I really have a chance to go play for my favorite team. He said, this is going to be a dream come true. And the Lakers never worked him out. They never wanted to because they were deciding between Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball. And Fultz, who everybody liked at the time, I remember somebody with the Lakers told me they thought he could be like a James Harden type. Right. Um, Fultz really blew them away. 
the, the everybody loved Lonzo. He has incredible vision and feel for the game, etc. Uh, you know, he was. They just kind of locked in on Lonzo, and they weren't going to get Fultz. Everyone assumed Fultz would go one, and the Celtics at the time had the three pick. Remember? Yep. And they end up trading the three pick. They, they sorry, the Celtics had the number one pick. Yeah. They end up trading the number one pick to, with Philly. They swapped for the three pick. For the three pick. And they actually called the Lakers. They actually thought about trading with the Lakers to see if the Lakers would want to move up from yeah. two to one because every, you know, people were high on Fultz as well. So there was a lot of bluffing going on of like maybe Boston would take Lonzo with number one and then that, that would get the Lakers to, to move on that. I, it's The only part I, I can say that it was obviously a mistake is not to work him out. Right. But wait a minute. Bergman. Moment yes, of honesty here. Yeah. Okay. If the Lakers would have taken Tatum, okay? Yep. Ahead of Lonzo, let's say. Ahead yeah. of Lonzo. Ahead of Lonzo. Wouldn't he, he, he would have had to have been in the Anthony Davis trade. 100% he? Yes. he would have been in that yes. trade. He would not be a Laker right now anyway. Right. Yeah. So, so there you point. go. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it matters. That's why I wanted to take that call because yeah. he, he probably, Lonzo was in that trade. He was a centerpiece of the trade. So was Brandon Ingram. But the, even if Tatum was a Laker, it took Tatum a while to come around. Um, he was good, yeah. but he, he wasn't this good yeah, right away. I used away. to argue that Kyle Kuzma and Tatum were even. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, here's Elliot and Torrance. Hey, Elliot, were you encouraged or discouraged by what you saw last night? Well, I was encouraged with some stipulations. Okay. And let me tell you what I, what I think they are. On that play where Patrick Beverly missed the layup, and then they scored. It was a five-point switch. Yeah, that bad, made it bad a miss. Point I remember this play. Yeah. He missed two of them. Yeah. And let me just say this. Patrick Beverly should not be starting. It should be Austin Reeves. Every single game we fall behind. Why do we have to keep on fighting from behind to get into these games? Put Austin Reeves is probably the, the third best player on this team all around. Might right be. Now. Yeah, might be. Um, yes, and put Austin Reeves as a starter. Well, but he's, he's Elliot. He's finishing. Reeves is finishing. If that makes a difference, I mean, he's out there. He plays more minutes than Beverly pretty regularly. Yes, and the coach realizes his potential. But I think the kid deserves to start. Patrick Beverly. He made. He finally made a three pointer last night. He's giving us zero for thirteen million. We would have been better off with Taylor Horton Tucker. I Momo also. I agree with you 100%. I mean, this Tatum thing just drives me nuts when I see this kid perform. But I, I am encouraged to a certain extent that they, they're fighting hard and they're playing well for the coach. But, mm -hmm. again, some of the – we have to move the ball. Like, we move the ball during the four, first four quarters. We have to continue to move the ball during uh, overtime if we're going to have any chance of winning any of those games. All right. Thanks, Elliot, for the phone call. Appreciate it. All right. Um, that's a good place to stop. And coming up next, Ramona, something so weird happened at Crypto.com Arena this week. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. I don't either. Clipper Daryl got in a fight with a security guard. It is on TMZ inside the building. Daryl appears to take a swing at this guy, and the security guard just lays him out. I mean, knocks him to the ground. It, could Clipper Daryl sue the Clippers? We're get, we'll get we'll get we'll call Jacob. We'll, we'll we'll find out. Jacob's taking a look at the video, and we'll find out. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on TMZ. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we'll get into that next. ESPN LA.